Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This podcast is brought to you by Midland Radio USA, your leader in overlanding and off-roading communications. Also, join the brigade at truckbrigade.com, the best of the best for off-road and overlanding gear. And Rigid Industries Off-Road Lighting, own the night with Rigid. Welcome to the Anderson Overland Podcast. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back, everybody, to the uh, Anderson Overland Podcast. My name is Joey Anderson. I am your guide host uh, once again on this glorious evening, December 15th, Wednesday. And uh, it is a lovely evening. It's freezing cold outside. I don't know what the heck is going on, but... uh, even for the desert, I think it's probably in the 30s out there. I just walked out there to uh, take my dog out to do her thing, and it was freezing. I could see my my breath, which I had don't think I've ever seen in the desert here ever. Uh, craziness. So it is cold outside. There was some pretty crazy weather here yesterday. I know California got slammed pretty good. We got the tail end of it, and uh, it rained for probably a good 40 minutes or so here and the wind was hellish and it was nuts so yeah it was cool though i'm i'm stoked with the weather i love the weather and the rain and all that stuff that comes with it so as long as i'm inside and safe (laughs) man so gosh it's been pretty busy around here i just spent gosh probably about the last hour or so uh, part of it decorating the forerunner with christmas tree lights and uh and then I worked on installing a new dash mount from ICS Fabrication. I don't know if you guys have checked that out, but if you haven't, go to our profile and click on ICS Fabrication. It's one of our uh, partners and check out their stuff. It's pretty awesome. They sent me a dash mount for the Forerunner a couple months ago, and I uh, just had a chance to uh, get it in there finally, and um, it's pretty awesome. So I, I was actually pretty impressed with the quality of it and the way it looks and just the durability and strength of of that thing and, and just all the options for mounting other things to it. It's pretty cool. So uh, definitely hit up YouTube here in the next couple of days. I'm going to try and get it put together and get it up there for you so you can check it out too. So today is part two of a three-part series that I'm doing on the uh, journey up 395, Highway 395 in California. It starts at the top of the Cajon Pass, like I said in the last podcast, um, and it it ends somewhere around like Lake Tahoe, a little bit north of there. So it goes a pretty long ways, and along that road, at least the stretch that I've been on, it's pretty incredible. And there are just some amazing things to see. So once you are up 
past Bishop, Tom's Place, and you know those towns that I talked about in the last podcast, you end up in the Mammoth Lakes area. And Mammoth is unbelievable. It's, it's gorgeous. It's huge. I mean, hence the name Mammoth. It is gigantic. It's, it's um, an alpine town, you know, ski town, one of the most epic ski towns, snowboarding towns in the United States, probably in the world, actually. And uh, that mountain is just insane. I've snowboarded it. I've hiked it. I've mountain biked it. I've paddleboarded on lakes that are on that mountain. And we've just had a great time up there. Some of the most insanely relaxing moments of my life have been in Mammoth. And uh, one of my favorite places to stay up there if I'm not camping is Juniper Springs Resort. It is, I believe, off Old Mammoth Road. And if you get a chance to stay at Juniper Springs, you will not be disappointed. It's awesome. There's also another place up above that across the uh, um, the main road there called uh, Timber Ridge. And Timber Ridge is also awesome. It is up by Canyon Lake Lodge and you will not uh, you will not want to leave there if you stay there. It is amazing. So check it out. So anyways, Mammoth, gosh, where do I even start? There are so many cool things to see and do up there. I, I want to tell a couple stories of some of our experiences up there along the way in this podcast. And uh, <laughs> one of them was kind of funny. We were camping in June Lake, which is our favorite place to camp up there. There's there's lots of places to camp up by Lake Mary and Horseshoe and um, you know, south of Mammoth, and we prefer to camp in a little spot, which is a secret of mine, located in June Lake. And I'll just tell you, it's north of O Ridge Campground, which is a a really nice place to camp. Actually, if you got an RV or just want to want that campground feel with a bunch of other people, we don't really like that unless we're with friends and stuff too often. And so we like uh, doing the dispersed camping thing and out there north of that campground is a spot that's a secret of ours. And we absolutely love it. But anyways, we kind of use that as kind of our central home base in June Lake. And then we travel down to Mammoth and do all the things down there. Well, anyways, we were shopping for some firewood in Mammoth at the main hardware store there. And as some of you know, things in that town are ridiculously expensive. Gas, firewood, food, everything, especially to the tourists. You know, it seems like there's kind of some frontage stores that are, you know, the main stores, main, they're on the thoroughfare there and and they are just always expensive. And uh, we were in there looking for firewood. Nobody had it. And we found it at this hardware store and it was ridiculously expensive. And we were standing there in line and there was this lady uh, behind us. And she saw that we had a full cart of firewood and she's like, Hey, go put that away. I, I have tons of firewood at my house. And we're like, what? And we ended up hitting it off with this lady. I don't remember her name, unfortunately, but she was a total sweetheart. Just one of those like locals that just really wanted to take you under their wing and take care of you. And, uh, we followed her to her house and just a beautiful, beautiful home just there, uh, west of the store. And, uh, she was just awesome. Her family just were just amazing. They gave us a full truck, truckload, rack load of, of firewood and just, just, uh, we're very hospitable, just great caring people. And you know what, that's what I loved about living in Big Bear for so long. We were up there for almost 20 years and it 
I feel like at the end there, it kind of lost its way because when we first moved up there, it was like that. It was like a small town, small ski town. The locals just helped each other and it was just a great place to raise a family. And Mammoth, you know, is, is the same way in a lot of, a lot of aspects, you know, there's the, the ski town, the, you know, the snowboarders and, you know, all that stuff that comes with it, the partying and, and, you know, down at the village, but there is a part of Mammoth that is the locals area, just like Big Bear still, um, and, and parts and, uh, people just take care of each other. And I really appreciated that, uh, that, that lady took time out of her day to bring us, um, to her home and, and provide us with the things that we needed to continue camping with our family. And that was awesome. So yeah, Mammoth is great. It's beautiful. Like I said, there's just so many things to see up there. There are, oh gosh, like meteorite craters and there are earthquake faults. There's skiing, there's snowboarding, there's hiking, there's fishing, paddle boarding, you name it. And we have done a lot of stuff up there uh, towards uh, Main Lodge, which is um, the main, you know, a home base for the resort. And on the way to main lodge, there's some really cool things to see. There's the village mammoth village is right there on the, on the downside, uh, down from main lodge and mammoth village is like this just epic resort village, almost like a heavenly village or something you would see in park city, just massive hotels and restaurants and almost like an outdoor mall there's fire pits and all sorts of rad stuff. People are always like playing cornhole and, and um, it's just a really cool place to visit. If you have not been there, there's outdoor concerts all summer, which is super cool. They, they have like movie nights there and the whole nine yards Um, parking used to be free. And I think they charge for it now, which is kind of a bummer, but man, it's, it's a great experience. There's some really cool restaurants there to check out and some, some pizzerias and stuff. So definitely check out the village, um, of mammoth. It's, 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 uh, something you will not regret, but on the way up to the main lodge, there are some really cool little secret areas, um, that we've come across. One is not secret, but it's the, the earthquake fault area. You can pull off the side of the road and there's, you can't miss it. Um, there's a parking lot on the right and on the way up to main lodge and there's a, an actual earthquake fault that comes through there and you can actually see it and climb down into parts of it. It is gnarly. I mean, it's just like, uh, it's mind blowing. You, you're, <laughs> when you walk up to this thing, you're like, what the hell? Like, you know, you see pictures and videos and stuff on, on TV of, of stuff like this. But, uh, when you get to witness this in per in person and see this stuff, it's, it's crazy, but there's a, there's a trail that comes through there called town trail that comes from main lodge down to the village, a mountain biking trail. So you can take a bus from the main village all the way up to main lodge and, uh, go mountain biking, you know, and in the wintertime, obviously skiing and snowboarding. But in the summer, if you don't want to ride the bus back down, you can ride a super long trail called town trail from main lodge down the, the, uh, the mountain there. And it is awesome. I was one of my favorite trails actually for the family and stuff, super chill. Um, but in one portion of that trail, you actually ride right over that earthquake fault. The trail goes right over. It. It's pretty cool. So definitely check that out. If you go up there, um, there's a really neat spot that I'm going to tell you guys about. It's not really a secret. Um, you know, it's mainly like, I mean, you mainly see locals there, I guess, but it's pretty cool. I got to tell you about it. I, I normally try to not 
expose uh, a lot of our secrets and, and tell, you know, of most of the locations we've been to that are just amazing that we want to, you know, hold near and dear to our hearts. But this one is pretty cool. It's, it's called Red's Lake. And if you're going up the road towards Main Lodge and Mammoth to the ski area there, you keep going past Main Lodge, you go underneath the gondola, keep the on the road there. There's going to be a little hotel or motel on your right, a um, little resort right there at Main Lodge. You keep going up the road towards um, the entrance to Devil's Post Pile. And I think it's called Minaret Ridge up there. But before you get to that, there's a dirt road that goes off to the left. And I'm going to let you guys check it out on Google. But there's a dirt road, goes off to the left, and you follow that dirt road into the ski slopes. And it curves around back towards chair 17, I believe. And there's a lake back there called Red's Lake. And it is one of the coolest little spots to go have a picnic and to paddleboard. Uh, to spend the day with your kids and stuff in the summertime, a little beach and stuff. And there's there's hardly anybody ever there. And it's one of my favorite places to go up there. So check that out. Red's Lake, amazing paddleboarding, probably the best paddleboarding in in the area, in my opinion. There's another lake up there, um, Lake Mary and Horseshoe Lake, which is up on the other side of Mammoth Mountain um, out of town there. And that's also another epic place to paddleboard. But Red's Lake is one of my favorite. But speaking of Chair 17 up there in that area, there's a ridge line just above that. And I kind of have a crazy story there with, with my wife. We, we I took her up for the first time mountain biking at Mammoth. And we, we went straight to the top. <laughs> I took her up the gondola and I thought, you know, this is going to be a really good uh, time for her to just learn. She knew how to ride a bike, obviously, and, and stuff. But she'd never been on mountain biking trails. And there's a really neat trail that comes from the top of the gondola all the way down the backside of Mammoth. And it's about 18 miles, 17, 18 miles all the way down to Mammoth Village. And so I figured out, oh, let's let's check that, you know, let's let's take that trail down and, and check it out and, and show her the scenery back there. And it was, it was really neat. It was a beautiful day. There was a lot of big snow berms and stuff still from, you know, the, the drifts and stuff from winter. And it was just gorgeous. It was us and just a couple other groups back there. And when we first met actually years and years and years ago, I took her snowboarding. We, that's where we met actually. And I took her to the top of the lift snowboarding too. So I guess I have a history of doing this, but anyways, (laughs) we went up to the top and we were coming down the trails there and right above Red's Lake, Chair 17 area, there's this ridge. And then one of the trails comes straight across this ridge. And there's this big slope, basically, below this ridge that's just covered in shale. And the trail goes right across it. And it's almost like a shelf road kind of trail thing. And the, the, it's this little single track that goes across this this uh, shale um, garden. And when we got to it, I told her, I'm like, look, you, you know, your, your seat's a little bit high on your mountain bike. You're not, you know, probably used to that very much. And why don't you just get off your bike and just walk it across this section? And she said, no, absolutely not. I got it. No big deal. She's, she's a go-getter. She's a great snowboarder and, and she's just, you know, that outdoor motivated driven person. So she's like, no way I am, uh, I'm going to go for it. And I was like, okay, just be super careful. There's a little step off in the middle of this section. It's about a hundred yards across. So, and really super steep, really steep. 
on you know the downslope that it goes across. So this upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. She gets about halfway across this thing, starts to go over that rock garden where it steps down. And because she just wasn't used to the height of her seat, she started going over the handlebars and she started going over the cliff (laughs) down the slope to the left of the trail. And I saw that and just chucked my bike and started running for her. And as I'm running, she's going head over heels, somersaulting down the slope and just miraculously, I don't know how this happened, but she, when she came back up, right side up, her legs were straddling the only little tree, a little pine tree on this entire slope from side to side. And it reminded me of, um, what is it? I think it's black sheep or Chris Farley's fallen down that cliff. And then he comes up and grabs this little tree and he's like, come on, little tree hold steady. Don't let me fall. And the thing breaks and he keeps falling down and uh, rolling down this cliff. But it reminded me of that. But this little tree saved her life. Um, I dove down this thing to her and grabbed her before she could, you know, slip off this tree and pulled her up to safety. But it was a pretty gnarly, dangerous experience. Uh, Very, uh, just scary. Uh, You know, we look back then to that event. And we're just like, my God, that was, that was just, uh, that was too much. So my fault, uh, never took her back up there again. (laughs) Needless to say, we've done a bunch of other stupid stuff, uh, like that since then, but we have not, uh, we have not gone up to that particular spot, even though it's awesome. And I totally recommend it. Uh, maybe you shouldn't go up there your first time. So my bad. But uh, that was a crazy story we had there. Um, just Red's Lake and Chair 17 right there reminded me of that. But there's just so much cool hiking back there too. If you if you haven't been to Mammoth, it's just such a, a beautiful place. There's hot springs and off-roading and over, overlanding and camping. And just, it's just a outdoor Disneyland to me. It's just endless. You can just do stuff all day long, all over the place there. And um it's just one of those really, really just, I don't know. I can't even put it into words. See, I can't even formulate a sentence about it. It's just, you got to experience it. So just south of Mammoth is a lake called Convict Lake. I don't particularly remember the story. I'm trying to remember the story about Convict Lake, but if you drive up there, 
they have like a plaque and you can read about it. There was like some prisoners or something that ended up there. And uh, I want to say they might've drowned in that lake or something, but it is probably one of the most beautiful lakes I've ever been to. And there is a really, really neat hiking trail that goes all the way around that lake. And on the West side of it, there's like boardwalks through these Aspen groves and stuff and little creeks that come through and pour into that lake incredible. So if you have not experienced Convict Lake, I would definitely recommend that. A friend of mine back in the day actually got chased by a bear out of there. (laughs) Um, But uh, I have been there several times and I've never seen any bears and never had any issues. Um, But I guess just keep a lookout. Um, But yeah, that's another epic place in Mammoth. Like I was talking about before, Lake Mary, Horseshoe Lake, um, up, up there above Tamarack Lodge, which is another amazing place to go. If you have not been to Tamarack Lodge, it's a a really cool place to go and have dinner, um, at sunset. There's a really beautiful lake right there too. Like I said, there's just lakes everywhere, but as you go up that road from Tamarack Lodge, you'll, you'll come up to Lake Mary and up from Lake Mary, there's horseback riding. I've done some horseback riding up there. That was absolutely awesome. Um, they take you up to this old mining site up there. And then past that is Horseshoe Lake. And the road kind of dead ends in Horseshoe Lake. And Horseshoe Lake has some pretty crazy volcanic activity around it. Um, There's like sulfuric gases and stuff, um, you know, organic gases coming up through the ground. And on the right side of the lake from the parking lot there, you can see all the dead trees and stuff from that, um, you know, the, that poison toxic, uh, gas that's coming out of the ground. It's, uh, I think there's a volcanic caldera or something below it. Um, and you can see where the forest is dying in, in spots. And I, I seem to remember that they shut it down at times because the, uh, gas was just so, um, saturated up there and it was just dangerous to be up there. But we've been up there several times and walked around that lake and that's another gorgeous, gorgeous hiking trail and another epic place to paddleboard when it's safe to do so. There's certain uh, times where it kind of, you know, the the volcanic areas like burp and and um, disperse a lot more gas than usual. It's very rare, but there are some, some uh, volcanic ports, I guess, like vents on Mammoth Mountain where ski patrollers have actually died going in there to rescue other people that have gone into these things. There's like two of them on the mountain. If you, if you Google it, uh, Google mammoth mountain volcanic, uh, vent hole deaths or something. And you will see these stories of, of some of these guys that have died up there. It's kind of crazy. Um, I've heard of people skiing and falling into those things and then ski patrollers going after them and, and dying, trying to rescue people just because they get overcome by the, uh, oxygen displacement and these gases, um, from the volcanic, um, activity under the ground. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot of hot, hot, creeks and hot springs around mammoth uh, east of mammoth there's the hot springs fields like i was talking about um, in the last podcast there is the hot creek caldera area it's like a geothermic area it's um hot creek comes comes down and there's just a ton of steam and, and hot springs down there you can hike down to which is pretty rad there's some really really good fly fishing down there i've heard I have not done it down there, but uh, it seems like a pretty freaking cool place to do it. So definitely check that out. 
I, I described a little bit more detail how to get to some of these hot springs in the last podcast. There's, there's a lot of secret ones too that are out behind the hatchery, which is on the east side of 395. If you take those dirt roads out east of, of uh, Highway 395 there, uh, east of the exit there to Mammoth, there's probably hundreds of miles of trails out there. And there are a lot of them that end up at, at uh, Hot Springs, especially north of Willie's Hot Spring and, and all that, um, Whitmore Hot Springs. If you take those trails out north of there, there's some other ones that are really cool and there's hardly anyone ever there. I actually uh, have come up to a couple of them when people have been in their birthday suit and weren't expecting me to walk up. <laughs> Which I'm really glad that I didn't have my family with me at the time. But uh, that is just a, a really neat place to go. And, you know, in, like I was saying in June Lake, if you have not been to June Lake, that's 20 minutes above Mammoth. And they call that the Switzerland of California. Probably has my favorite snowboarding resort in the United States, anywhere I've ever been. June Lake, you know, June Mountain in June Lake. Uh, June Mountain is just an unreal ski resort. You take this two seat chairlift up this cliff to just get to the main lodge, and then it just opens up into this massive valley up there. And it is awesome. My God, it's awesome. The views up there are incredible. There used to be a gondola that went from the parking lot up to Main Lodge, and they had some issues with the bull wheel and some of the um, the inner workings of that thing. They ended up taking it out. I actually got the chance to ride it several times when I was young, when I spent a lot of time up there snowboarding. And um, I think when I was probably about 20, maybe 22, they pulled that... Um, uh, that gondola and they've never put it back. So unfortunately there's just a two seater single pole chairlift that you have to ride up that cliff to get to the main lodge now. And it's, it's a little intimidating if you're not used to it, but man, it's so worth it. That place, like I said, that's my favorite place to go. Um, I spent a lot of time in June Lake down Canyon from the resort, uh, towards Gold Lake and Silver Lake and Grant Lake I've done a ton of horseback riding back there, which is probably some of the most epic horseback riding I've ever done as well. Just the scenery back there is incredible. You definitely have to experience that. The June Lake Loop comes off of 395, heads west into the town of June Lake, and then loops around and goes north up past Grant Lake and then connects back onto the 395. So you definitely have to experience that town. I'm telling you guys, you you will not be disappointed. It is incredible. I spent my honeymoon up there three weeks up at the, uh, double Eagle resort and have done a lot of crazy things in that town. When I was younger <laughs> hiking up, uh, I did get chased by a bear actually up above the hydroelectric plant, which is down Canyon from the double Eagle resort. And, uh, my buddy Jeff and I actually got, got chased down a mountain by a bear up there and spent a lot of time with, uh, friends and old girlfriend and stuff <laughs> there. Don't tell my wife that. No, um, no, we didn't do anything. We just hiked up there and it's just a really cool, cool place to go. So Silver Lake has epic camping and there's an RV park there and a little market. And, um, when the snow melts off there, actually one, one spring, the snow melted off and there was so much snow and avalanche up there in that part of town that it flooded parts of the road 
uh, June Lake Loop there, right at the hydro plant in Silver Lake. And there was so much water going over the over the road there. It was unreal. And that's the fullest I've ever seen Silver Lake and Grant Lake. I bet you if you go up there right now, Grant Lake is pretty, pretty low. It usually is. But man, that year was unreal. And, you know, as you head north on the June Lake Loop, there is some other places off to the left, some dirt roads that we've we've taken up to some other lakes and we've seen a ton of deer up there and there's some epic fishing up there. You just gotta gotta search those those trails on Google Earth and just kind of get a, a game plan. It's it's really cool. So definitely check that out. Uh, the next podcast I'm going to do. We're going to talk about the road that goes from Lee Vining, which is just north of June Lake, uh, which sits on the shores of Mono Lake. We took a road from from uh, Lee Vining up and over the mountaintops there, up these shelf roads, up and over into Virginia Lakes, and and then it popped down into Bridgeport. And some of the things we saw on the way and some of the experiences there are uh, are. <laughs> they're pretty cool. You guys are uh, not going to be uh, disappointed with that one. So got some stories along the way there and uh, gosh, yeah. So Mammoth is an amazing place to experience. Like I said, if you have not uh, taken your family there, you haven't camped there, I would highly recommend it. Like I said, you can hit, you know, Alabama Hills, uh, Mount Whitney, uh, Bishop, Owens Valley, Owens River Gorge, Tom's Place, all that stuff on the way to Mammoth. And then after Mammoth, you hit June Lake, Yosemite, Levining, Bridgeport, Bodie Ghost Town. I mean, all sorts of rad places on your way to Lake Tahoe. And then if, you know, if you're familiar with Lake Tahoe, once you get to Tahoe, it's just like another world up there. That, that lake is, is out of this world. It's the bluest lake I have ever seen. And you need to go check that out too. So yeah. So anyways, uh, on to the trucks and overlanding and all that stuff, you know, the, the vehicle part of things. Um, I just installed a new dash system from ICS fabrication. Like I said earlier, if you guys haven't checked them out, go to our Instagram page and underneath our partners is ICS fabrication. They make some of the most awesome mounts for navigation, for phones, for charging, all that stuff um, for the forerunners and a bunch of other applications. So check that out. I just installed the one for the forerunner tonight. Took me about an hour. I definitely, uh, you know, there was some frustrating points where there it's, it's kind of tight getting to some, some bolts and nuts and stuff when you're putting it together and just the inner workings of the plastic from the, the forerunner. They actually did a pretty awesome job designing that truck all the, the Toyotas actually, and taking the dashes apart. It's pretty easy, but there are some frustrating moments, but not too bad. Um, you know, it's probably m- mostly my fault, but the dash uh, platform that they build, you know, they designed is is awesome. It's, it's super sturdy, super high quality. I was really, really, really stoked on it as I was putting it in. So I will be uploading a video to YouTube here in the next couple of days and I will get that out to you guys as soon as I can. So I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the week. I am going to spend my week relaxing after just a crazy last couple of weeks and take care of my family. And I will have more for you guys along Highway 395 
as soon as possible. So just an amazing place. One of the, the places, you know, that, that we've met a, a ton of people. We met Brett and Liz for the first time in June Lake. They're uh, our overland life. I don't know if you guys listened to, I believe it was episode 12 where we interviewed Brett and Liz. We met them in June Lake and um, we were up there camping and, and we hooked up with them and they came and met us and we had a great time just an amazing place to experience with friends and family. So the, the summers up there are second to none, you know, paddleboarding, June Lake, Gold Lake, Silver Lake, all the, the, the lakes in June are, are awesome too. So anyways, that's what I got for you guys. I hope that you guys enjoy this podcast and I can't wait to tell you guys about more experiences up 395 you know, Lee Vining area, Wilson Creek, Virginia lakes, there is amazing, amazing experiences up there and so much history, so much history to see. And I encourage you guys, get your family out there and show them these things, experience these things for yourself and just have a great time. Be safe. You guys have a great rest of the week and I will talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss life on the water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.